Hey everybody, welcome back to the Third Deck Lounge podcast. It's been a while, but uh, fortunately college takes up a lot of my time. Uh, I'm going to be talking with Jonathan Benjamin today. Uh, we, we went ahead and did this over Zoom, but uh, unfortunately I had my uh, microphone set to my headset, so it wasn't actually recording out of this one. So uh, I apologize about the, uh, the sound quality, but you can still hear uh, the rest of the interview pretty well. But uh, hope you all have a good rest of your day and you enjoy the podcast. Thanks so much for uh, for doing this, uh, for real. Uh, this would be pretty cool. Um, but uh, I'm talking with uh, Jonathan Benjamin, uh, 3-6 uh, veteran with Kilo Company. He was a corporal uh, squad leader with their platoon, 3rd Squad, and is uh, now a deputy sheriff and a SWAT operator. And uh, I just want to uh, thank you for taking the time, man, to, uh, to do this on your day off, too. Yeah, of course, man. Um, so uh, what... What made you, uh, so I guess, uh, probably backtrack a little bit. Uh, so wh- where are you from originally? Uh, I'm from Connecticut originally. Oh, uh, okay, cool. And then, uh, what, what made you, uh, want to join the Marine Corps, I guess? Um, honestly, when, uh, the Marine Corps recruiter told me to go lose some weight, <laughs> I used to be like 250 pounds. I was like overweight and he's like, lose 10 pounds. and come back and see me and so lost 10 pounds went back he's like lose another 10 pounds so I was like you know what screw this guy and for like four months straight I just grinded hard in the gym with my diet as well I went from like 250 to 176 and I walked back in yeah (laughs) and then I walked back in and he didn't even recognize me oh shit (laughs) yeah that's pretty sick, man. So, so I guess then you, uh, what, what year was that that you got in? 2017. 2017. Oh, okay. Oh, yes, we came in the same year. Um, so, uh, then I guess, um, so definitely you did the, the Oki deployment out with us, right? And then, uh, right. did you go to Norway too? I did. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, dude, I hated that place. It was so yeah. bad. <laughs> I've never, uh, I don't even want to be in the cold anymore. I hate seeing snow these days. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, yeah. That place sucked. But, um, so I guess what, uh, what made you want to become a, uh, an officer once you got out? Um, so when I was in Norway, I was like, man, I gotta, you know, I gotta set myself up. I get out in August. So in Norway, I brought my, I had my computer with me. Um, I set myself up, going to sign myself up for the classes, getting all my documents, because it's a lot of paperwork just to get into the academy. And, you know, I always told myself, you know, I want to go out there. And first it was help people. Now it's just getting bad people off the streets. Right. And I do both in my job. I'm on patrol. So. And what went into, like, applying uh, for, like, I've never, uh, like I've got a I got a ton of people or a ton of friends that are uh that are cops now. I I know probably like you're probably like the eighth and ninth one that I know now that's an officer, but like what what all goes into like applying for all that and getting into the academy and so like your background checks, so um everywhere where you lived pretty much, at least from my department, you had to get a background check from where you came from. So me, I had to get one from Connecticut and then from North Carolina. And poly, you have to do the polygraph. Um, oh, I'm sorry. 
to get into the academy, you have to do the fitness test, and that's easy. I mean, it's kind of like the CFT in a sense, but it's just way, way easier. Like any Marine could do that. No problem in North Carolina. Um, you have to do this test as an English comprehension test. You have to score a high enough score to get into the actual class. And then at that point, it's just if they have the slots. Mm, okay. And then you, you had to do a polygraph or? Um, to get into my department, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Is that like, uh, is, that, is that normal for most departments, getting a polygraph? As far as I know, every department does a polygraph. Oh, okay. And is that just the, like, I guess, uh, like, I guess why? Because I don't know. I always associate, like, polygraphs with, like, top secret clearances and stuff like that. Um, it's just based on to see if you're, if you're, you know, your integrity, if you're credible. Mm, okay. They have to be able to trust you, you know. You can't lie about little petty stuff. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and then... So what was the academy like once you uh once you got there? I, I don't know anything about that either. Um, the academy, I mean, man, it was easy physically. It was probably easier than boot camp. But the only thing is you got to study every week. There's a test. I took like three tests every week, three different ones for oh, different, okay. like a restoration seizure, um, a driving portion, and like ethics, morals, and ethics. Oh, okay. And what do they teach you for like uh? I guess like the like do you guys have to like study all the state laws or like federal laws? Oh. State law. Yep. So you guys have to know that stuff like in and out, I guess. For the most part, yes. Mm, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, and I guess how uh, how long are those tests? Is it like uh, I don't know. Is there like a ton of questions to them or? Um, each subject was like some tests are like fifty questions, and other ones like thirty questions. And then another one might be 10 questions. But then at the end of the, the three months of your, you have this exam, the state exam, and that's 300 questions. Oh, wow. Yep. And you have to, um, you have to pass pretty much all of them just to make it. Oh, shit. Okay. Damn, that's, that's like a lot. Um, and then uh, how does it work getting to a, do you just apply to a department or do they like assign you one or? So it's kind of like it's kind of like when you're picking what branch you want to be in. All these departments come in and they're like recruiting. They're like, "Hey, you want to work for the police department here in, for example, Jacksonville, or do you want to work for Wilmington PD?" And you just pretty much you go to the recruiter. You say, "Hey, I want to work here," and you have to have that certificate saying that you graduated basic law enforcement school. And at that point, they get you through the process. They get your background checks. You do the whole same thing that you did for. Uh, basic law enforcement training do the same thing for there but they just add an interview board and a polygraph oh okay mm. and then um so so i guess you ended up with uh what department are you working out of i work for pender county sheriff's office oh okay all right and then um is that is that like close to you're in you're in north carolina still yep or? i'm right next to onslow oh oh okay all right Dang, I didn't, okay, I didn't know. I thought that was, like, further away for some reason. I don't know, I thought that was by, like, rally for some reason. But, um, dang, that's pretty cool. So you're still pretty close to base and everything. Oh, yeah. So I guess then, uh, how, okay, so how did the whole, because I know you, you mentioned the whole making it into SWAT, and uh, and how, how quickly did you get into it? I started in January. I got on the team in april oh shit okay so that you 
so you, you joined like a department in in january right uh, okay and, and what all goes into that because i thought um from what everybody has always told me or like the, the things that i'd heard about is like getting into SWAT took like like a long time for uh for people that are like fresh out of the school right so it and that is right for a lot of places they are um strict to policy which is you need to have two three years or even four years just to get on the team um in my case i was waived um prior military and also doing the actual um in doc you know what i mean oh uh, okay all right and then for uh, i guess everybody else that's uh listening like in docs or like just uh i don't know how to break that down but like the civilian version of uh understand just the like qualifying course i guess right you have to do all the requirements to be able to make and what was that like um honestly it was it's like a kick in the butt because i because i was just just prior to that two days before the tryouts i was in a high-speed chase and ended up blowing my car so i hurt my back pretty bad i'm still in a lot of pain um, as we speak now, so I was hurting the entire time. <laughs> oh yeah, I believe it. What kind of stuff did they have you guys do? Is it like uh, the military type of end dog? Yeah, or? yeah, kind of like that, you know. T triple C, um, you know, uh, do the physical parts, kind of like the CFT, and then there's a shooting. You have to shoot a high score, um, and then you break down a gun. You do, you run like, I don't know, 800 meters, you built, put the gun back together and then you shoot it. And there's a bunch of different stuff you have to do. It's oh. a all day event. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's pretty cool. And then, uh, so then I guess you, so do you do, cause, um, so do you do both the, the, like the officer side of it or are you like strictly in the SWAT side now? Or I, I don't know if it's like a both. So I'm a, part-time I'm part-time um so we only get called out when um so I have this app on my phone and we all get alerted so say if something goes on like there was a shooting or something we'll get activated and we all come out but other than that I'm patrol oh gotcha okay and then how's uh so you've been you've been an officer now for about what two years two years now um I hit my one year last month oh okay okay so for you so what's what's your What's your experience been like in this last year? Like, I guess starting from like, uh, I guess like day one, what was it? What was it like uh, finally, you know, just being there? Like, I don't know if you've got like somebody you're kind of like, uh, like someone that's uh, in charge of you for a little bit. So you're kind of like a little more experienced or how's it all, uh, how's it all work once you get there? So when you start off like me, for example, I started off in January and then I was assigned a field training officer um, who's not my best friend. Um, oh, okay. And he, you're assigned to him for, for 12 weeks. And if they're not, if they don't think you're ready, you, they extend it. So I went through field training um, for 12 weeks and in the field training, you know, the first phase, the first like three weeks, you're just observing. All you're doing is looking at him. You still help. You you still are there. You're an officer. You're just kind of observing him. You're shadowing him. The second phase is another three weeks, which is like you're driving and stuff. And, you know, you're learning where you work. You're actually taking the calls and stuff. And you're you're kind of working with him at that point. Oh, okay. 
And then all of your third phase, which is probably like the last four weeks or so, um, you're by yourself. You're he's with you, but everything is on you. Was that uh okay? So, so how was that? I guess kind of like being being one of where it's just kind of like all on you at that point. Uh, I I mean honestly, mod field training officer. He was a, he's a marine as well. I'm not sure if you heard him. He did a podcast with this other group. His name is John Drago. And he honestly, we, we vibed. So it, it was like, we were just working together. Everything we did, we went on, we were in probably, we were in four chases together. Um, we chased people into the woods. I mean, we've been into a lot of shit. Mm -hmm. So, and I guess uh, what I wanted to kind of ask you was, uh, I guess, what's it, I guess, what's it like? Because I know, because everybody, or not everybody, but uh, most people have a very, uh, I guess, critical kind of opinion on law enforcement. And myself, I think it's, uh, I think it's an extremely, like, thankless job. Like, you guys kind of go and do, like, the absolute most. And then, like, it, everybody's just constantly scrutinizing every last little thing you guys do. So, like, I guess, how's, how's the, uh, the whole stress side of it, too? Um, I mean, if you, if you know what you're doing and you're honestly like a good dude altogether, you're not going to mess up, you know, mm -hmm. um, as far as the stress goes, I mean, we were all in the Marine Corps. We wanted to go out and, you know, to the Middle East or something you wanted, you crave, we all crave that, that excitement to go out there and, you know, fight. I get that same feeling here. I mean, I don't, it's not really a scared feeling. It's more like I'm excited that. You know, but crap, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm kicking in this door. We're about to get this guy. I don't get, I don't get scared. Okay. And I guess, so how is it, I guess the difference between, because I, I assume you probably have people you work with that like haven't been in the military and just came from the civilian side of it. And I guess, is there like, I guess different kind of mentalities about it or. You can, I'll tell you one thing. I mean, you can, you could definitely see the difference between someone that was in the military and who's not in the military from the way they put their boots on, the way they, they wear their uniform, the way they have their car um, set up. Like it, being in the military helped me in law enforcement a lot because, you know, I'm on time or I'm 30 minutes early, you know, um, people are checking on a minute before they have to go to work. You know, my car is always clean. I know where I have everything organized. I know where everything is. My uniform is sharp. You know, I wear the uniform good. And you could definitely tell. And there's a lot, there's a lot of guys I work with out at Marine Corps, um, former Marines in my department, and they're all just like me. Their cars are clean. Their everything is sharp. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's uh that's kind of what I was uh I was curious about. And then um because I have uh another do you know uh do you know Pinardi? I do. He he works uh he works in a county over. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if you ever you ever ended up working with him, but uh, just talking to him because me and him are good friends too. And uh, I remember he, you know, he's mentioned before that too uh, that there were some people that he's worked with that he straight up thought had no business being like police officers and and uh, things like that. And I guess uh, is it kind of like the Marine Corps where where we'll have uh, people that kind of slip through the cracks and then you know you're kind of stuck having to to deal with it or do they eventually get kind of like rooted out or how does that that whole side of it kind of so for here at least um I work where my closest backup is probably 30 minutes away mm -hmm. so 
you need someone squared away mm-hmm. to work with you. And if you're not, if you're not able to hold handle your own when you're back in Bastodio or 45 minutes away, because I've been in a situation where I pulled over a car and there's drugs in the car and there's five people and I'm by myself, I'm way out in the country. And my backup is literally 30, 35 minutes away. You got to know how to handle it. You can't be too crazy because you got to know when, when it is to get, go hands-on when to fight and when not to fight. You got to learn how to talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people, they struggle with that and they, they don't last long in law enforcement because of that. Okay. Yeah. That's, um, that's pretty crazy to think about. Um, that actually brings up another question I wanted to ask you because uh, I've seen uh, on some of these uh, pages that I'll follow on Instagram where they'll, they'll talk about, well, they'll, uh, they'll take these videos from uh, police cams that I guess get sent in or like the body cams uh, they get sent in. And uh, sometimes it's where uh, situations where they're kind of picking apart like arrests and stuff where like uh, mess ups happen, kind of like how we did in training where it's just like picking apart stuff. And um, a lot of the, they talk a lot about how um, uh, some people don't do any kind of martial arts. And I was wondering, do you do any kind of martial arts on the side? Um, I don't. I don't do any martial arts on the side. Um, I do suggest it. You know, it's all about time. You know, I choose, I with my time, I choose to go to the gym. I choose to run. Right. Some people, you know, they choose to go do martial arts for their hour, two hours, you know, of their day. Um, my preference, I go to the gym. I just haven't right. had the path to go do jujitsu or something, you know, right. but at the same time, it is good to learn combatives, you know, and it's also good to be in shape because again, when you're 30 minutes away from your close, you know, your closest backup is 30 minutes away and you're fighting somebody, you know, it's going to, it's going to take them a minute to get there. So you got to hold your own or you could potentially die. Yeah, no, for sure. It's definitely a scary thing. Um, and that's, uh, it's pretty cool stuff. Uh, so I guess how much, um, I guess in the academy, how much, uh, I guess training do they do for, uh, like teaching you how to arrest people when they're like fighting back and stuff? Cause I know we kind of have like a little bit, like we did a lot of, a lot of ground fighting when we were in through McMap and stuff, belting up. So I, I, I imagine maybe that definitely kind of helps you out. Um, just kind of wondering what, you know, you, you think about that kind of stuff. It helps you. Um, so I, we learn about, I'd say one, two weeks, um, learning how to fight someone, getting them into handcuffs um, in the schoolhouse. But honestly, the real, 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 the real way you learn is in the you know real world, because these guys are not going to fight you in the schoolhouse. They're not going to actually try to resist you or, you know, try to hurt you. You could be, you know, I'm, I'm 200 pounds. I'm five, nine. There's guys that are six, four, you know, two sixty. I have to go hands-on. I have to put them in handcuffs. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you got to learn when to fight, not to fight. Maybe you could talk them into it, but if it's time to get, try to fight them, maybe wait for your backup. Talk to them, talk to them, talk to them, and wait for that second unit to get there. You don't have to fight them right then and there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. That's because uh, that's so. Because uh, I'll see videos like that too, where they just got these like huge dudes that they're like trying to like they're bas- basically just like surviving against until uh, help comes, and that's uh, 
it's crazy stuff um i kind of what and i guess how often um or i guess uh what kind of situations i guess do you run into in the most while you're just out um doing doing your thing every day um me personally i look to get people warrants you know um violent warrants or drugs that's all i look to go for and the type of people i deal with um they're users so they use a lot of drugs and you got to be careful with those kind of people they're kind of snaky if you know what i mean they'll tell you they'll tell you one thing but you know you nothing comes out their mouth is the truth and that's another thing being in law enforcement don't expect anybody to tell you the truth nobody will ever tell you the truth because they're all afraid to go to jail even if they did nothing wrong, they won't tell you the truth. Yeah. And I guess, um, it, I guess to when, when you're interacting, I guess with the public, uh, cause I mean, there's always that whole negative connotation that, that I'll hear about just from like everybody's, you know, individual opinion, but I guess how often, uh, or I guess when, when you're actually interacting with people, is everybody just constantly like an asshole or are they constantly, or like, do you, is it, you know, I guess what kind of uh, interactions do you have more, more of? Uh, not necessarily. The people, the people here, um, especially down south, I know a lot of videos up north, you know, and, you know, the stigma, oh, cops are bad. But a lot of people down south, they love their cops, especially here. We treat the people good. I have no reason to treat someone bad, you know. Um, I'm not going to talk down on someone just because I have a badge and a gun. There's, you know, I'm human too. I bleed. Um, there's no reason for me to do that. Um, as far as people talking, you know, trash talking me or whatever, you know, I've, I've came, I came to people and, you know, they recorded me or something. Don't give them a reason to, you know, post it, you know, right. They're just making themselves look dumb at that point. I mean, yeah, they have the right to record. That's fine. I'm still going to do my job. I'm going to be respectful too. Right. Yeah, that's that's another thing, too, that's uh, pretty crazy these days is that, like, everything's constantly on video, whether it's, like, your own. Like, do you guys have to wear body cams? Oh, yeah, and I always have mine on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because it's just, like, everybody's just constantly recording and stuff, and uh, yeah, it's just crazy. It's like uh, I'm always seeing videos online where people are just, like, especially in the comments, too. It, it's, there's so many people that they're just ignorant, too, and then just saying dumb shit or just uh, – just constantly, you know, nitpicking every little thing, like, like they, they know what to do in that situation. Yeah. And it's, I don't know, it makes me roll my eyes a lot. Um, and, uh, and another thing too, with all these videos is that I, I feel like majority of the time, especially when it's, uh, involving race, they, they never show anything leading up to, uh, what caused that moment. They just show the moment where everything kind of blew up and, I don't know. I think that's, uh, I don't know. I think, I think people, honestly, just kind of, cause it's almost manipulative. Yeah. It's like, you know, they're trying to turn everyone against the police and, you know, everyone's like that, you know, in the comments here, I mean, people were talking bad about me, you know, going to law enforcement, everyone has their opinions, you know, just don't react. And, you know, I don't, I don't go on there, you know, talking bad about anybody or what they did, um, what job they do or how they're living, you know, there's, yeah. everyone has their own life. You know, I enjoy this. I love every moment of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, um, 
Yeah, it, it seems like a pretty uh, worthwhile job. I mean, you're you're protecting the public. You you know, you guys. I know uh, all you guys always go out to like car wrecks and stuff like that, and especially like break-ins too. Because I I know uh, I've seen online. I think statistically, like the most dangerous uh, call for you guys is domestics, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, because that's all. Yeah, I can I can only imagine. I, yeah, it's yeah that seems real. Uh, it's so it's so crazy how people will be on a drug or even just they'll be pissed off and they'll just like be doing the craziest stuff, like playing with their lives and or like somebody else's life, and then thinking that uh, they're not going to get held accountable to that equal amount of uh of, of what they're doing right um i guess uh what what uh what was the coolest moment for you i guess being being an officer um or like uh, i don't know a moment that made you like feel good like yeah like this is this is what i want to do for like the rest of my life or the coolest moment was when i got out on my own when i first got out and, you know, I stopped this car. Um, he showed all the signs of, you know, there's something wrong, you know, other than my presence. You know, people get nervous when there's, you know, when they see a cop. But he showed all the signs. And, you know, I was able to identify him when he gave me the wrong name. Um, I was able to see that he had drugs in the car. And I was able to get my first arrest with drugs. And I was like, you know, this is this is what I came here to do. You know, I, I love this part of the job getting people like that that are you know bringing drugs into the county or into a certain town and getting other people hooked on them mm -hmm. what, oh i'm sorry what were you saying um well i was saying it was just that's the good that's the best feeling about the job is getting that stuff all on your own oh yeah for sure that's definitely that's uh, it's pretty cool what um what kind of drugs do you guys see like, I guess coming into your county more often because I know there's a whole the whole fentanyl crisis and then heroin yeah. yeah, so fentanyl, meth, um, you know, weed is, is like petty, you know, I don't, I don't usually hem somebody up for having weed, um, but usually just meth, heroin, a little bit of coke and crack, but I would say probably meth the most I've seen meth. Really meth? Huh. Yeah, we're, and I guess, where are people getting that stuff? Like, is that the kind of stuff, because I know, uh, they talk about how everything kind of, I guess, like the the harder drugs are coming from Mexico and then up. But I guess, does that really just kind of spread all over the country, or is, is some of this stuff more local? Or it pretty much just spreads all over the country. I mean, you can you can get one car that has you know a kilo of coke, mm -hmm. but who's to say there wasn't three other cars behind them that you missed right. that had, that had kilos of coke that were still going to the same spot, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's for sure. That's definitely, um, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and I guess, uh, what about, uh, I guess, have you had a lot of, uh, interaction with just like, uh, human trafficking type of things too, or? Um, no, I haven't seen it personally for me. Oh, uh, okay. I'm just asking that because I'm curious. I'm trying to use my degree to get, um, into counter human trafficking because uh, I'm doing cybersecurity, so. That's just something that's interesting to me. I tried. I'm going to want to. Uh, I didn't think about getting into like the law enforcement side of that. But 
Yeah, definitely. Um, it's definitely some cool stuff. Uh, oh yeah, that's the interdiction side of it. That because that's what interdiction is: human trafficking and drugs. That's what I love. Just you know, finding the right car, and that's human trafficking. And that's a big part. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> a lot of stuff to. I guess uh, how many? Um, I guess what's your average day like? Are you? Is it like constantly busy, or is it more of? Uh, I guess. I guess what's your what's your average day like? Um, some days you don't get a call, and you know you go around, you check the neighborhoods, make sure everything's okay, and a lot of it's like, a lot of my days pretty much showing people I'm there too. So like people like to see us to make it makes them feel safer. You know the older community. So you drive around, you know, you wave at them and then you go, you know, just and go enforce the law. So pretty much I do a couple traffic stops here. Um, I'm not a big ticket writer. I don't write a lot of people tickets. So I'll just be like, hey, you know, slow down. Um, and, you know, I go looking for bad people, if you know what I'm saying. I'm going I'm always going out trying to be proactive um, days. I do get calls. I mean, you know. Sometimes it gets hectic. Sometimes it's just a couple calls here and there. It's not too bad, though, overall. I mean, if you know what you're doing, you're good. You're good to go, you know? Right, right. And um, with the with interacting with the, the community, like how you're talking about, like uh, just showing your presence and stuff, I guess, do, do people ever come up and talk to you? Or do, do you go out of your way to talk to people? And I guess just like what kind of areas do you do that to? Um, you know, yes, yeah, a lot of the people – some some neighborhoods like you know the closer neighborhoods they'll come up to you they'll tell you hey there's a couple people here that we've noticed that don't belong here and then you know you do a couple patrols through there and end up coming to find that you know they were probably selling drugs in that neighborhood um and yeah a lot of people do come up to us and you know give us some good information or you know we'll just happen to see it huh okay yeah, because that's that always um, I always wondered about that, too, if, uh, if people kind of just avoided you or just like, or I don't know if uh, they're more you know friendly towards you guys and more like willing to talk about that kind of stuff or because um, I know uh, Jacksonville, because I know some parts of Jacksonville, Jacksonville are pretty rough. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I actually I never really realized that when I was in because I was uh I guess I just went to the more like the generic places out in town, but like, um, yeah, I remember my buddies told me one time that there's actually some like really bad neighborhoods in Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, you never really know until you start working <laughs> yeah. And, I, yeah, and then you're like, okay, I should probably stay away from there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And I guess, are there like places where it's, uh, more, I guess, uh, I don't know, like risky or places that you guys are needed more out in town or. You know, every place has that. Every place has that one area where you don't really want to go, <laughs> where no one should go because it's, you know, it's bad. But obviously law enforcement gets called there a lot. Every place has that, you know. Okay. And I guess what do you guys get called to those? Uh, I guess like the, the rougher areas out in town. Uh, what are you guys called there more often for, I guess? You know, overdoses, you know, people are on drugs and they overdose or you know, domestics, you know, those constant fights, but that's everywhere you go. You know, Jacksonville has their areas, you know, the whole, all, all of Onslow County, they, they have their own part where it's like, yep, that's a bad neighborhood. They're always fighting there. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. 
Because um, I know, uh, yeah, you know, just hearing, hearing about that kind of stuff, too. Um, and then I guess uh, another thing I kind of wanted to talk to you about was, uh, I guess, some of the things happening more across the country. Um, like recently with the the whole, uh, the Tyler, I forget what his last name was, but um, the the African-American that was, uh, it basically got killed out in uh, Tennessee by uh, some police officers. I guess, what do you kind of, I guess, what's your opinion on that? And I guess kind of what, um, what do you think kind of attributes to that? Is that like lack of training or quality of individuals or, you know, because these kind of situations happen kind of like. Um, you know, I'm not going to speak too much on that part um, because everyone has their own opinions, but I think overall it was a mixture of everything, lack of training, um, poly experience and you know just the knowledge how to you know handle a situation like that right yeah because it's just it's crazy sometimes how uh how that stuff plays out and then like you said it kind of it seems more like it comes from uh lack of training or you know just i guess quality individuals sometimes too oh yeah but yeah um I guess it kind of got back into that whole uh, question I had earlier about how uh, people kind of slip through the cracks, I guess. But, but I guess that's honestly like any any job you get into, like anybody, there's always going to be people that are good and bad, and just some people that just straight up don't belong. <laughs> right. But, but yeah, um, and I guess for anybody that's considering uh, becoming an LEO, uh, I guess what would you tell them because uh like like you said too when you messaged me um the the first time just talking about how you know people are kind of hesitant to get out sometimes or they they get out and they don't really have a plan or they get out thinking they want to do something but then it just seems too intimidating to get into I, I guess what would would your advice be for somebody that that's wanting to do that um so you don't have to make a career out of being a law enforcement officer kind of like the Marine Corps, you don't have to make it a career. But, you know, if you really are set on getting out, you know, law enforcement isn't a bad idea. You know, am I planning on doing this? Maybe, maybe not. You know, I am going to start school soon and I'll probably find a different job. But you can always be a part-time cop too. It's kind of like, you know, being a reservist. You come in one month out of the week. Um, you may have to work probably less hours than an average cop. That's full-time. You could go to school full-time. You know, we all use the GI Bill. And you can also be a cop as well. So you have that security at job, you know, say if your plans fall through, okay, I can be a full-time cop now, mm-hmm. you know, so it's not a, it's not a bad idea. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I think it's, I think it's great. I think it's, uh, it's good stuff. I, uh, yeah, no, I've always been a pretty good supporter of the, uh, the police. Um, I think they get a bad rap way too often than not. Cause I think uh, a lot of dudes are just, genuine people trying to just you know help out the community and just keep keep the place safer Um, and you know yeah it's it's you know a lot of people give us give law enforcement in general a bad rep um it's kind of like the military too you know one marine does something wrong oh geez the whole that whole company or that whole battalion is a bad battalion you know yeah It's, it's the same thing everywhere yeah definitely i definitely agree with that um yeah, I'm trying to, uh, what else did I have written down? I guess, um, 
okay so so i want to ask you too your your experience in swat i guess when when you've done the actual like swat side of things i guess what what's that been like because i know it's doing i guess a lot more like raids type of thing or for whatever um, yeah i can't speak too too much on it okay. um but you know when it's kind of like for us when we're in the marine corps you know you're all putting in that ammunition into your guns or you're getting you're getting your your flak on your helmet on um and oh hey still there yep yep okay so you get your flak on your helmet and you load up on the in the in your vehicle and you're all just sitting there and it's kind of quiet for a minute and you know you know where you're going and it just feels like a long drive Mm-hmm. And it could be like just a 10 minute drive. And you're like, you know, for us, it's like we're sitting up for the range. We're waiting for it to start up. And it's just that you, you see all your boys and all the guys on the team for the most part are all Marines. So we all, we all know that feeling. So some one guy would start cracking jokes and we're all laughing, just getting our mind off of what's, what the, what our mission is. And as soon as the, the vehicle stops and we're just like, okay, it's go time. Everyone is just, their game faces on. We all hop out and, you know, we go in and we do what we got to do. That's all I got to say. You know, we yeah. just go in, do what we got to do. Yeah, that's cool. And then I guess, is it ever, is it ever super nerve wracking? Or I imagine just being with uh, all your boys and stuff, it's just that kind of, maybe that's like a confidence booster just uh, helps out or. Yeah, it, I mean, you're with your boys, you know. You, you know, it could it could go south, but at the end of the day, you you trust that these guys have got your back, you know. You trust that he's going to get me home because sometimes, I mean, it's not like the Marine Corps. I mean, sometimes it'll be 4 o'clock in the morning. You're, you know, you're dead asleep, and you get the call, and you got to go. Yeah, yeah. No, so, definitely. Oh, yeah. yeah. And some of these guys, they live, you know, about – 30 minutes away in a whole different county and they're coming to this county to know, you know, is it it like a regional thing more or is it kind of just for your county pretty much? Okay. Okay. So it's just a bunch of departments within the county, I guess. Right. Um, But I work for the whole county. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. My jurisdiction is the whole county. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. But it's, it's, if I I know you know what the feeling is getting ready for the range, you know yeah. that excitement. Yeah, it's yeah. Like just, yeah. I, I can't imagine for uh for that kind of stuff though, because I guess yeah, the range was cool because it's like you know everybody's putting on their gear and we're loading up rounds and everybody you know feel kind of badass and you know you're doing your thing. That or just everybody wants to be over, but like you know doing it you know the real thing where you're you know raiding you know I don't know a drug suspect or whatever you know he's up to, but you know, knowing that he might be armed or he could be, you know, have, you know, whatever waiting for you, you know, I can, I can imagine that's probably, that definitely tightens up the stakes. <laughs> yeah. And your hands get a little sweaty at first when, you know, but as soon as you get there, it's like, I don't know, everything kind of slows down. You feel like you're there forever, but it's, it's only been like 10 minutes. <laughs> oh yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, that's uh, this was uh, this was pretty cool talking about all this stuff, man. I, really, I'm super grateful you're uh, giving me the time on your day off. I'm sure you're you're very very busy. So. No, I appreciate you having me. Yeah, when I when I saw this, I showed my wife, and I was like, "This is pretty badass." He's 
you know, I'm gonna be able to talk to him. Oh, I mean, this is badass for me. Like, I'm talking <laughs> to you. I'm getting to getting to interview you and hear all about your life and you know what you're doing. Do you plan on making this a career for like the rest of your life or? Um, as of right now, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I love every minute of it. You know, I'm training every day. I'm going either going to the gym to make myself better, or I'm running, or I'm going on the range and shooting or doing drills. You know, they. Yeah, that's awesome. Though. That's awesome to hear all that stuff because uh, because it, it's really it's kind of sad sometimes seeing like when when everybody gets out and seeing some people like they just they just get super lost. Like it's you know kind of breaks my heart seeing that from from some of these guys. But um, you know seeing seeing people like you where it's like you, you love what you do. You know you're you're getting after it every day. Like that, that's sick. That's that's like badass for me. So yeah, and about all the guys that I got out to, you know, I'm all about helping them. You know, I'm always keeping in touch with them you know, helping them succeed as well. Cause you know, you could have a job, but if you don't love it, you know, you're working pretty much, you know, it, it sucks. You know, I'm for me, I know when I got out in the Marine Corps, I started law, I started basic law enforcement two weeks after. And, you know, I bought a house last year in February. Um, and right now I just bought another house. I have two houses now and I'm renting one of them. And, you know, I have two dogs. Uh, I have three cars. I mean, I'm living pretty good. I'm making a lot of money and I'm always sharing my success with my boys because I want them to succeed. And they're always sharing stuff with me and I'm taking that and I'm like, okay, they told me I need to invest or I need to do this. Okay. And I'm telling them how to, you know, okay, they could use their GI bill or financial aid, FAFSA, you know, always share the ideas. Don't just hold it in and definitely don't, you know, to a lot of people out there as well, don't, don't dog on someone else's, you know, happiness. You know, a lot of people out there are like, uh, that's a trash job. Maybe he's happy doing that, you know? Be, we're all brothers. It doesn't matter if you're three six or not. We're all brothers. Yeah, yeah for sure, yeah. I, I always tell people that same stuff, too. Like, I tell people all the time, I'm like, dude, Google really does have all the answers. Like, it's all yeah. out there. Like, you're not the first person to want to do this or the first person that has a question about that or – is trying to figure out how to do this or whatever it is like or even just like you know asking your boy because it's insane for me just in my peer group i i know so many people doing so many different things that like whenever somebody hits me up and they're like hey uh, i'm trying to get in this i'm like i already have like two or three people that like i can direct them to that's right they're already in that or they're on their way to that and they can give them you know all the all the information and like little shortcuts to everything so they don't have to sit there uh spending their time you know like falling through the dark trying to figure out how to do it you know right and just yeah i I, i'm huge on helping each other uh you know succeed because you know i i don't want to i don't want to see anybody struggle i don't want to struggle myself so i you know i wouldn't wish that on anybody else so yeah yeah it's uh it's all pretty it's pretty cool stuff seeing everybody uh i mean it's been like two years and everything you know i i think about it sometimes i'm like i wonder where everybody's gonna be you know 10 years from now you know post eas and it's pretty, I think for the most part, everybody's on a pretty good path, so I'm not too worried about it, but yeah, you know, it's, it's cool. I'm excited to see everybody. I, I, a lot of people start having families too. I don't know about like your, your friends and stuff, but uh, a lot of my buddies are like having kids and stuff. I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. But, but yeah, man. Um, Again, thank you so much for, for taking your time to do this and uh uh what's your uh instagram people can hit you up after they uh listen to this too uh, I um i have a change but it's 
J O N A D U L L A Adula. But I mean, I could change it or I'll send it to you to put it in there. Yeah, yeah, I'll uh, I'll tag you uh, in the post too whenever I whenever I get it up. But uh, thank you so much too because uh, I'm knocking yeah. out a semester project and getting a podcast out for the boys. So it's kind of kind of knocking out two birds in one stone right here. So um, so yeah, man, definitely. Uh, yeah, I'll talk to you, dude, and we'll. Uh, I don't know. It'll be cool. Maybe in the future we can do something uh, again, talking about some kind of something involving law enforcement. But um, yeah, man. All yeah, right. I hope, you, uh, I hope you have a great rest of your day, man. Stay safe, please. <laughs> All right. Thank you. I appreciate it, man. You have a good one, brother. Yeah, you too. Uh, let's see.